Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Oh, what up? Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker. When you do what you love, like running, racing, enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. And Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way toward reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. For a limited time, you can get 25% off. That's a big chunk. 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com/optimal. That's insidetracker.com/optimal. The coolest part about Inside Tracker is about how easy it is. You go do a blood draw, you send it to Inside Tracker team. They give you a internal age. That's actually the age of what's going on inside of your body. And for me, it was a real eye-opener. I've already made some changes. I've already really tracked a couple of things that can make a huge difference in making my insides younger. And what sets Inside Tracker apart from some of these other services is that it's a combination of blood, DNA, and fitness tracking. So again, you can go to insidetracker.com slash optimal for 25% off. On today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Sandra Kaufman. Dr. Sandra Kaufman is a pediatric anesthesiologist and by hobby, by passion, she has created the Kaufman Protocol. The Kaufman Protocol you may have heard on the Ben Greenfield podcast, it takes a look at the seven tenets of aging. Seven tenets of aging, information systems, cellular energy, cellular pathways, quality control, immune system, individual cells, and waste management. And she's developed these protocols based on your need, what you're looking for. So this panacea is the general strategy for people over 45. It addresses the most common concerns with aging, such as loss of energy, aches and pains. There's also an anti-glycation strategy. There's an anti-inflammatory strategy. And what these are, are the best biochemical biohacks you can do. And these protocols that you can research and take part in have been very, very popular in the biohacking community. You know, the the results that she's gotten from some of her clients that she shares on this episode are astounding, like really, truly amazing. It starts, I start with the same question I usually start with is, what have you put in your body today? And apparently she is a donut fan. She is a big sweet tooth, you know, junk food junkie as she calls herself. And despite her relatively poor diet, she's active and takes a ton of supplements, takes these molecules like lipoic acid, uh, delphinidin, curcumin, astaxanthin, I can't see, I can't even say it, um, metformin, all of these molecules that she takes to um, give her body exactly what it needs. 
She's aging gracefully. She looks great. She's really sharp. She's on top of her game. And I really, really enjoy this conversation. She's a straight shooter. She's no BS. And uh, I know you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Admittedly, there is a little bit of sound issue on my end. I've been doing some home renovations. So in a couple of places, there's a little bit of rattling in the back. It's not distracting. It's all good. Admittedly, this podcast took me quite a while to kind of edit and put together. It did a good job. It's a high quality, high quality sound. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, one more thing, maybe two. Uh, if you are on Clubhouse, come listen every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Come find me on Clubhouse and friend me, and then come to a biohacking conversation that I have with a couple of really interesting guests that show up, a couple of doctors, specials and specialists in PEMF. Um, really cool, really cool group. So come and share your biohacks. Come come find us. Just find me on Clubhouse and every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. You can come check that out. Also, thank you to those of you who have participated in the virtual biohacking assisted pilot program. We've gotten amazing feedback. And if you've got an email from me or two or three or a reminder, <laughs> uh, fill out the survey take part in the application, go download it and check it out and go through this process. Um, your feedback is really important to me and we are all uh, steam, full steam ahead on this thing and I'm so excited. Okay, let's jump into the episode. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Sandra Kaufman. And we're here with Dr. Sandra Kaufman, who is the founder of the Kaufman Protocol. Dr. Kaufman, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. So I ask, and I cannot wait for your answer to this question. I ask, I ask the first question for every single guest, and it is, what time is it where you are, and what have you put into your body today? <laughs> that is an excellent question. So the answer is, it is 5 o'clock in the afternoon, because uh, I'm on Miami Beach on Eastern Standard Time. What have I put into my body today? Uh, you're not going to like the answer to this question because I am a certifiable junk food junkie. I'm sure everyone comes on your show and tells you that they eat salads and they're vegetarians or they're vegans and they only eat X, Y, and Z. I'm an omnivore and I think I've had two donuts and a piece of pizza today. <laughs> However, uh -huh. there's caveat, right? However, I've probably taken 40 what I call molecular agents to sort of make up for all of my indiscretions. <laughs> there you go. I knew that there was a. I knew that there was a caveat coming. Did you say forty-two? Uh, plus or minus? Ish. Yes. Yes. I try not to count because it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. Uh, yeah, you're you're right. Fewer vegans, um, but most folks, you know, maybe not by five o'clock. Um, in the evening, but certainly by, by two o'clock have eaten very little. And it sounds like you have eaten, you know, um, very, very little, um, uh, quantity, obviously not the healthiest <laughs> choices, but with that caveat of all of these other, uh, molecules, um, as part of your protocol, um, can you give us a few of the high notes for just a couple of the things that, that names that might folks might know of the, of the, the smattering that you've taken? Oh my goodness. Well, first and foremost, if anyone was going to pick one, uh, I take metformin, take that twice a day. I am not diabetic, but it does amazing things uh, in terms of longevity, uh, which I've sort of categorized ad nauseum in my book and on my website, et cetera. And I love talking about, um, I take, I, I start off every morning with what I call the panacea, which is pterostilbene, nicotinamide, astaxanthin, carnosine, and curcumin. 
because I'm an athlete, every morning I take hyaluronic acid, I take collagen, I take my ECGC, uh, I take my chibulic acid and my chlorogenic acid. And that is my morning before I leave the house. And then I take 30 more crazy things when I'm at work. Awesome. Cool. And, and in what forms are these? Are these capsules mostly? Are they droppers? Um, walk us through that a little bit. Oh, they're all capsules. Got it. So everything I take is a capsule. I can't stand putting stuff in slushies. I can't stand the drops. They just drive me nuts. But again, you, I mean, everyone's different, so they can take it any way they want. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I the, the listeners of this episode are going to understand at least some of that. Um, uh, metformin is such a big one, and I understand from your protocol that's a that's a really big deal. I've done a couple of episodes on um, NR. Um, I've had uh, Rob Freed from Chromadex talk about uh, true niogen and kind of break that down and as the sort of preeminent longevity drug that that uh, that's a real that's of real import. Um, but since metformin is such an um, such an essential um, molecule for longevity. Um, can you walk us through, um, like just briefly, um, the importance of metformin and why you're such a fan of it? Right. So it started out, the interest in metformin started a bunch of years ago. There's this great study that was uh, put out. It was a retrospective study and they looked at like 150,000 people and they compared diabetics on metformin to diabetics on sulfurias to non-diabetics on nothing. Um, and again, this is a morbidity and mortality study of sort of old people as they were dying off. And they discovered that if you were diabetic on metformin, you had a 15% better rate of morbidity and mortality, which is bizarre because if you've got diabetes, you're way more likely to have medical issues. So the fact that people did better was astounding. And so since then, people have plunged into all the wonderful things that metformin can do. And it's really just endless. People send me articles every day about like new cool things that it does. Um, but so briefly, uh, it acts as an epigenetic modifier. So it can sort of turn back your epigenetic clock. Um, it does not affect your telomeres, which is unfortunate. It makes your mitochondria work a little bit differently. Uh, it uncouples your uh, mitochondria sort of so that you can lose a little bit of weight. Some people like that. Some people don't, but it, it's useful. Uh, it lowers your glucose levels, lo it lowers your uh, glucose production in your liver. It changes the balance of bacteria in your gut so that you sort of have what I call skinny bacteria, skinny people, bacteria versus fat people, bacteria. Um, it activates what we call AMP kinase, which tells your body that you are starving and that puts you in a state of hibernation. And that's kind of the way the starvation diets work. Um, so everyone says, oh, I'm not going to eat anything for 16 hours. In essence, you are just activating your AMP kinase. So I like to do all of that biochemically instead of the old-fashioned starvation way. Um, so metformin does many, many things in many, many categories. Um, so I just think it's amazing. Does it um... – so I, <laughs> I can't, I can't get over what you've eaten today. So I'm, I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. I'm super curious about it. Um, when, when you are optimizing so many different areas through the, through the, the supplements, um, uh, do are, do you, do you believe that the whole idea of you should be getting all of your nutrients from food is, do you think that that's. Do you think that that's hooey or is this is this an off day or is this kind of typically how you eat and you're just doing all this uh, consumption of all these great molecules for longevity that doesn't really kind of matter what you eat? I think that's absolutely correct. 
I like to think that my protocol makes your metabolism sort of revert to that of a 20 year old. Remember when you were, well, I don't know how old you are, but you know, when you're 20, you can do anything. You can eat whatever you want. You can stay up all night. You're completely powerful, right? It doesn't matter what you consume and you just feel like a million bucks. And I feel like that now. I feel like I can eat whatever I want. I get everything that I need, everything that the body needs to not age in pills. You know, I metabolize things ridiculously quickly. I'm a rock climber. I'm a mountain climber. I swim all the time. Nothing has stopped me yet. I'm ridiculously in shape. So if I can get away with eating donuts, um, why not? I like it. I love that attitude. Honestly, that, that's really refreshing, right? Because there is this virtue associated with nutrition and how you should get nutrients from food. And the fact is we can't get the nutrients that we need from food anymore. And since your protocols, and they are extensive, and much of it is over my head, but you've thought through all of this already, without going over one by one, the, the, the tenets, the seven tenets of aging, of those seven tenets, which is, which is like the hardest, I mean, which is the trickiest sort of wrap their brain around of? I, I don't really know. I think that uh, the most important one depends on who you are. Um, and I'm just gonna, you know what? Let me briefly run a really quick list because people are going to have no blooming idea what we're talking about. Um, so just to back up a whiff, I am a physician, but I was a cell biologist once upon a time. So my, my heart and soul is in little teeny tiny pieces and parts of cells. And cells age for very specific reasons. Um, tenant one is the DNA area, which is epigenetic modification and telomeres. Two is energy production, which is mitochondria. Mitochondria fail for very specific reasons. Three is pathways. We talk about sirtuins. We talk about AMP kinase and the mTOR pathway. Uh, four is what I call quality control, which is DNA and protein repair mechanisms and autophagy. Five is inflammation. We all get extraordinarily inflamed as we age. Uh, six is individual cell needs, which is senescent cells and stem cells. And, and then the last category is waste management and cystic like oscillation uh, and lipofusion accumulation. So depending on who you are and what your medical issues are, different categories can be more difficult to sort of get a handle on. As we've talked about my donut habit, I, I take an exceedingly large number of things to not only block glucose absorption, but to block the enzymatic changes of glucose in my body, and then to strip glucose off of my collagen and out of my body. So it would probably be, be a hell of a lot easier not to eat sugar in the first place. Um, but I like to think that I can sort of outsmart my body. Ah, I think that's I think that's very cool. Um, <laughs> I think that attitude is a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm into that. I can I can take I can take a couple of handfuls. I can take three or four handfuls of pills. And, uh, and, and, and be a little bit more lax with what I eat. Um, um, given, given that sort of choice, given the fact that you're outsmarting your body. And I think that that's, I mean, this is, a, this is, this, this is at the, at the sort of cutting edge and, and the work that you do is at the cutting edge of, of longevity and biohacking. Um, how important then is activity <clears throat> for, for you and for anybody else that, that's, that's wants to take a look at, um, at looking at one of your regimens? Or 10 of them. Right. So I think activity is incredibly important. It is not actually part of my protocol. I went into this on the assumption that most people were going to, number one, you know, be fairly active, and number two, eat fairly well. And the question was, is what could people do on top of that? Right? We all know people that follow the, both of those things incredibly well, and they're all going to die, right? This is the point. But why are they dying, and what can we do? Uh, the other thing I wanted people to realize is that 
I'm not going to dictate anyone's behavior. I, I'm not your coach. I'm not your anything, right? I'm not going to tell you to go run 17 miles if someone can't even get off the damn couch, right? So the idea would be if someone doesn't want to do anything kind of hardish, how can we still make them healthier, right? So absolutely, I encourage people to get as much exercise as possible. I love exercise. I couldn't live without it, but I'm not going to dictate to anyone to do it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. I mean, um, you've got a lot of these, these different regimens, um, the the panacea um, and, and others, you know, specifically for um, for for anti aging. You know, got these these protocols. Um, uh, is it is it possible? You know, I'll, I'll read the three from the website. The Panacea, which is uh, the most commonly utilized anti aging regimen for anyone over the age of forty five. Got the sweet tooth, and then the ache remedy. Um, is it possible um, to overdo this stuff? To go a little too far? To take too much? Obviously, there's there's probably desirable ranges of how much to take. But is there a point of diminishing returns if you just get carried away and just start taking too much, too many of these things all at once? So absolutely, absolutely. And this is why I develop personalized programs for people because what you take depends on how old you are, what you do, what your medical problems are. The other thing that the protocol does, it, it absolutely dumbfounded me when I would ask people, when I started all this, why do you take you know, Agent X, whatever that agent was? And they would say, my favorite answer, and this is great, because my mother's cousin's aunt's uncle told me it was good for me. Well, what the hell does that mean, right? That made no sense whatsoever, right? And people were on the wackiest stuff. It's crazy. And I would look it up and didn't do squat. But they, you know, they thought that it did, which I thought, you know, good for you. But that's kind of a silly reason to take it. So I looked up the stuff, you know, just to the nth degree. I probably pulled a thousand articles on every agent that I have now researched. And I can tell you what it does in each and every category. So every, if you look at any of my protocols, they all come with a seven digit number, which ranks from a scale of zero to three, each agent in each category. And the idea is that you don't take random stuff. You create an algorithm whereby each of the categories are balanced. So you don't necessarily need to take 17 things for your mitochondria and then nothing for your DNA or nothing for your inflammation. So this whole system is based on uh, basically having a balanced approach, uh, addressing your medical issues, and then how old you are. So for example, if you are 30, a little bit of antioxidant is good, but too much is probably not so great for you. By the time you're 70 and 80 and you're not making any endogenous antioxidants, then you need to sort of like, you know, step it up a bit. The other thing you need to consider is the half-life of the stuff, meaning that the length of time that it lasts in your body is not all that long, right? So if you are going to take two antioxidants, I recommend you take one in the morning and then one in the evening so that the amount of time that you are sort of covered is longer. And, and that, yeah, I guess that makes, that makes sense. So there's I th one, one thing that I was thinking about. So there's, you know, there's the 26 different molecular agents that you, that you go. The customization is, is really important to it. I, I understand that. Uh, what is your favorite test to determine age? So there isn't one. <laughs> uh, there, the problem is they're just, it's, I know, they're just, there really isn't uh, one diagnostic tool. If you, if you look these things up on the internet, they will tell you that they are. But essentially, each test is measuring one of the different tenants, right? So your telomeres is telling you about your telomeres. And the epigenetic clock, the Horvath clock, and all these sort of versions, is telling you about, you know, your epigenetics. 
but it doesn't tell you anything about your glycation. So I try to come up with a sort of a compendium of tests to give you a better idea. Like there's this great thing called an AGE reader. I just, this is my favorite acronym, right? And you hold it up to your skin and it goes, and it tells you how glycated your skin is. It's the coolest thing in the world. And it'll, it'll roughly tell you what your skin age is. And that sort of represents what your whole body glycation age is. And it can be way different than what your epigenetic clock is telling you. And it, in my world, it would just say, you know what, maybe we need to focus on 10 and seven more than we need to focus on 10 at one. So it's all about sort of individualizing your protocol. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So what, so what are just, if you could rattle them off, what are the tests, but what, what are the whole, what's, what's the whole gamut of testing available that you use? You can measure pretty much anything people. So to be, to be perfectly honest, I don't have a clinic. This is a hobby. I don't actually see clients. I don't. Um, I do have some people from Hollywood call me every now and then, and they want me to do a variety of things for them, but no, you can't come to my clinic cause it just doesn't exist. I'm an anesthesiologist, but uh, if I were to tell you to get tests, obviously you start with telomeres, you start with one of the uh, clocks. The best one comes from um, BioViva from Liz Parrish. Uh, she's up near you. Um, in terms of mitochondrial stuff, that's just a lot of blood work. You can measure uh, your antioxidant status and that sort of thing. If you have a ton of money, you can measure your sirtuins. I think that's pretty darn cool. Um, in terms of DNA testing, you can actually measure your, your DNA destruction rates. It's expensive, but you can do it. Um, in terms of your microbiota, you can, you can have a poop measurement and they'll tell you exactly what type of gut stuff you have, which will then affect sort of what drugs you put into your body and if you need probiotics or not. Um, people seem to take, they love probiotics, right? Um, and the answer is you may or may not need it. So you can either take it for fun or you can sort of see where your gut is and see what you need. Um, and then, of course, just regular labs for glycation and that sort of thing. And there's no way you can measure your lipofusion, so you're sort of out of luck with that. Um, people love measuring their genetics to tell them what they're more likely to get in the future. Um, there are a zillion tests out there that I think most of them are not useful at all, and people just are trying to, like, you know, make money. Yeah. Yeah. That's clear. I mean, um, that's clear. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many different tests that you can take. Um, um, is there a connection? I mean, is there a connection to our gut, uh, our gut flora and, and age? Oh, a hundred percent. Uh, can you walk us through that a little bit? Cause I'm, I'm kind of, I'm dealing with something now. Right. So everyone has their own personal microbiota and it has to do with what's in your gut and what's in your skin. And I, I just find this incredibly neat. If you were to take all of your cells, dissolve your body, right? And put all of your cells into two piles, that which belong to you and that which belong to bacteria, you would have more bacteria than yourself, right? So it's a huge issue. Um, and as a small caveat, I love that word. Um, I'm really worried about this COVID business because everyone is wiping out their microbiome with all this antibacterial soap and stuff. Um, which is kind of funny because COVID's a virus, it's not a bacteria. So constantly wiping off your skin, you know, with nasty soaps and alcohols is really just giving uh, bad bacteria a chance to grow in your body instead of leaving you coated in good bacteria. But that's just my doctor voice. Um, anyway, so back to gut bacteria. Your gut bacteria is, is obviously a reflection of what you eat, where you are, how you take care of yourself, what antibiotics you've had, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there are a zillion bugs that you look at when you look at the health of your gut. And over the course of time, as you age, it gets worse. 
because there's good ones, there's bad ones, there's certain ones metabolize different things, but it certainly takes a dive. And the worse off that your gut bacteria are, then your the uh, endothelial lining of your gut sort of starts breaking down, and then all the toxins and such sort of seeping into your body, and then you get colitis and inflammation and da 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 da. da. So it's all sort of like bad sort of deal. So you do want to keep track of what bugs are in your gut and sort of optimize them. Um, for example, there's ones that make PUFAs and ones that destroy PUFAs, and you want the ones that make PUFAs. And if you don't have those, you can certainly take some butyrate or aloe or that sort of thing to build that up, and that protects your intestinal lining. One quick thank you to one of our sponsors, and then right back into the episode. This episode is brought to you by Belcampo. Belcampo is the pioneer in hyper-sustainable, organic, grass-fed, and grass-finished, certified humane meats, broths, and jerkies. The most insane, the most flavorful, the most healthy meats in the world. I love them. I absolutely love them. The, the, the options are endless. I love the ground beef. I, I've been eating a lot of lamb lately, and uh, it's super nutrient-dense, super high-quality. And you can go to belcampo.com forward slash optimal performance, and you can receive a discount of 20% off for your first time. So these are some of the highest quality meats in the world, raised in the shadow of Mount Shasta, like picturesque environments. While you're there, stock up on the ground beef. It's my absolute favorite. We eat ground beef a bunch at my house. Uh, I also really love the ribeyes. Those are my go-tos. And combined with the, the garden uh, that I grow at my house for salad, I've really got all of my nutrients sorted out. They've got more omegas. They're richer in lineolic acid, which is a powerful type of omega fatty acid. Is a proven cancer fighter. They're higher in antioxidants, four times more vitamin E, and higher in vitamins C and B. I mean, I could go through all the details, but it's really super high quality meat, and it's delivered right to your door. It couldn't be more convenient. So go to belcampo.com forward slash optimal performance and get 20% off. All right, back to the episode. This is maybe just semantic, but I'm curious about your, the distinction or if there is one between anti-aging and age reversal. Do you, do you think there's a difference there? Oh, there's a huge difference. I, I think people use it interchangeably, but in reality, so reversal of aging, we have, we, there's no way we can do that yet. Um, we may be able to do it in the future. I know people working on gene therapy, to try to do some things such as that. In reality, I think the best we can do is decelerate aging, which is why I talk about longevity medicine and longevity protocols, because I think it's absolutely reasonable to decelerate aging such that you can live to 120, 130, and remain extremely healthy. I think there's, there's no doubt we can do that. But in terms of going backwards, I think that's a little hopeful at this point. Because again, it kind of comes back to the the testing. Like, uh, I mean, what what parameters would prove that? You know, uh, I just did an episode with uh, um, Doctor Schur, um, who is expert in hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and they just did a study in Israel around hyperbaric oxygen, and they they claim that they reversed aging um, through hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And he's like, "Well, how?" And then he's like, "Well, we, you know." Is the telomeres kind of tell this told the story, and I don't know. I mean, uh, if if there were, so there are many things that can make your telomeres longer. There's TA65, there's 818. Uh, my good friend Bill Andrews is the god of telomeres, as far as I'm concerned. And even if your telomeres do get a little longer, you're increasing the ability of your cell to turn over. 
but you're not stopping like collagen degradation. You're not stopping presbyopia. It just has to do with cell turnover and some cells don't turn over, uh, you know, like especially in your brain, right? Your hippocampal cells turn over, um, but pretty much the other ones don't. So, you know, increasing your telomeres is not going to make your brain for all intents and purposes stop aging. So it, that's, it's, I, I read that article and it seemed a little uppity, if, if that's maybe not a good word for it, but it seemed not, not, not so reflective of reality. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty wild claim. It's a pretty wild claim. And yeah, as we talked about, we talked about that study. He was he said, you know, they made some claims. They pointed to you know a specific way, you know, justification for those claims. Um, I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about um, about expectations for longevity into the future. You know, you 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 in in my world, which is you know adjacent to yours to a certain extent about um, you know biohacking and longevity. You throw out a number like. People should be able to live to 120 and stay relatively healthy. I think for a lot of people, that's they're still not there yet. They can't really get their brain around it. Um, uh, this, like, is this the key of is 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 the is the supplementation of these molecules um, and you know act, activity and lifestyle? I mean, are we going to see a, a whole like is every uh, are we going to see like a millennial generate? I'm 37, so I'm like the oldest millennial. Um, uh, are me and my cohorts going to see a, a whole bunch of 120, maybe 130 year olds uh, in the future? Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Actually, I, I always laugh that my kids are going to be the oldest living people when they get there because my kids are out of these stuff and they're teenagers. So you, you may be ahead of your time until my kids catch up with you. Yes, I think longevity is a stepping stone, right? So you start out, which is why I started with cells because that's what we are, we are made of cells. And if you can decelerate aging piecemeal in each cell, number uh, of extra years, right? Um, we also have stem cell therapies and we have exosome therapies. So I think of it as a piecemeal building process. The older you get, the more aggressive you need to be. The younger you start, then the easier it's going to be. Because I need people to understand that aging, it, it is natural, but it's also understandable. You know, we know that by the time you're 40, 45, you're nicotinamide deficient. And if you return nicotinamide to the system, certain things just go better. You know, and, and it's true in many of the things. We know your sirtuins get sort of turned off. If we turn them back on, you just do better. So if you can do better in each category, the likelihood that you do better for longer is just, it's just, it's real. And, and, and also, you know, in, in the course, you know, between... 37 today and by the time I'm 77 or 87 um, stem cell treatments are going to probably be cheaper than they are now you know exosome treatments are going to be cheaper than they are now so I imagine that over the course of time not only will nutrients high quality nutrients uh, and the molecules that, that, that you that you take and that you're that you design um, for, for people, not only will those become more affordable, but also these sort of um, more in, these these injectable injectable protocols, um, you know, hyperbaric ox access to hyperbaric oxygen therapy and stuff like that. You know, we're, maybe there's going to be uh, that just this these sorts of protocols like biohacking are going to just be the normal thing that people do start to do at fifty or sixty or seventy, so that they can live till one ten, one twenty, one thirty. That's very cool. It's in, it's encouraging because, and I know that this is this is the thrust of of your focus um, <laughs> as a hobby, which you said a little bit earlier, but um, it's fascinating to me. 
I have a question for you. Do you like the term biohacking? Are you into that term? Mm-mm. Tell me no, why. No, I, I think it's very millennial. Hack, hacking suggests some sort of piecemeal, semi-bullshit attempt at defying things. My approach, I think, is trying to be more scientifically based. Um, you know, a true biohackers are going to tell me that I'm full of crap. Um, but, but I think, like, my, my approach is just very scientific. You know, you look at cells, and cell doesn't do X. Well, let's fix the cell so it can do X. I think that biohacking is more like trying to cheat the system and overwhelm it and do stuff that you wouldn't normally be able to do. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, I, 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 but shortcuts are okay. I mean, to me, biohacking just kind of talks to, speaks to the fact that you can take a thing instead of having to change your whole lifestyle. So then what, what's a better uh, health optimization, uh, medical intervention? Like what, how do you like to frame the work that you do? I like to think of it as terms of longevity protocols. I am out to extend my health span and my lifespan and I will do whatever seems reasonable to do that, right? So will I swallow 17 pills? Absolutely. Will I sit in front of a red light? Absolutely. You know, I put two different types of eye drops in my eyes every day to avoid presbyopia and and declining vision with age. Um, I will do all of these things because I think it just improves my existence. Um, But in terms of starving for 17, 18 hours, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, this cold bath business, that sounds miserable. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> the idea is to make better, uh, as easily as possible. And then to take that information and pass it along to other people. And that's cool. I like that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Taking a shot at the cold said, said, uh, said Dr. Kaufman in, uh, in Miami. <laughs> I mean, it, I, granted, you know, I, I want to be an athlete just like everyone else. I'm a 5'11 rock climber. I beat the crap out of myself, granted. And I do probably, quote unquote, biohack and cheat because I'm on all this stuff. You know, at, at the same time, I don't want to be freezing. That's miserable. That's why I live here, right? So the people that, you know, kudos to them jumping into cold bass and, and making themselves miserable. Fantastic. I just can't do it. Well, I like I like I like your independent style. Just because a bunch of people are doing it on Instagram doesn't mean that it's you know for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no way. But I think the take-home message in all of this, and and I hope you get to reach a broad audience, is that the idea of longevity is for everybody, right? It's not quackery. It's not just for those crazy people out there that want to do sort of insane things. It's for everybody. And for people that have, for example, cancer or diabetes or these things in their family history, and you know they're going to get it over time, if we can sort of proactively prevent that so that they lead better, more healthy lives for longer, that's sort of a win, right? So, for yeah. example, people that get cancer, you know, reasonably, you know, early ages, meaning 40, 50, 60, it's not pediatric cancer. It, it means that they need better DNA repair mechanisms. And you can take agents that repair your DNA quickly. For example, every cell in your body has 10 to the fifth DNA errors per cell per day. And that's a lot, right? And as you get older, you are unable to fix those errors over time, which means that your risk of cancer increases exponentially, right? Everyone's shocked when, you know, Aunt Sally, who's 90, has leukemia or lymphoma. Well, that's just what happens. Um, 
But if we know it ahead of time and we take things to improve our DNA repair mechanisms, maybe you don't get cancer or maybe you just decrease relative risk. And that's a win, right? That That's however many more years that someone gets to do what they like to do instead of what they have to do. Yeah, that's really well said. Uh, that's really well said. And, and uh, unfortunately, we live in a society where we just can't accept death at all ever. Our relationship in the West with death is just so whack, so wacky. Just the realization that people get sick when they get old and they die from things is just people just can't accept that. Oh, without a doubt. And people are always asking me, do you want to live forever? Are you afraid of death? Is that why I've done all of this? And the answer is no, I'm not afraid of death. I just don't like the misery part right before it. So my, my plan is to be rock climbing when I'm about 120 and fall off a cliff. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I love like, that. You know, adventure to the end and then you're done, right? No crying, no sobbing, no chemotherapy, you know, no oxygen tank. Yeah. You're just done. I'm like, okay, I can live with that. Yeah, just drop dead healthy. I love that. I, that's, I, I really, I really do. And I think that that's a goal that all of us should have, uh, which is to, to just keep kicking ass as long as we can. And then at some point it's just like, Oh, today's the day. Oh shit. I was in the middle of, you know, <laughs> I was in the middle of, of, of bouldering or, you know, like summoning some, some crest. And then there you go. And your time clocked your ticket. I like that. Yeah. Uh, for, um, for people who are, is there is there is there any age that's too young to start? I mean, um, we we can optimize so many different parts of us with your protocols, and um, uh, I'm just curious, like, can kids, teenagers, you know, twenty year olds start doing some of these protocols with with your guidance to do it right? So absolutely. So it's it's very much age based and activity based. So for example, when you are young. Um, it just depends what you are doing. So for, I, you know, I use this example all the time. My 14 year old is a competitive tennis player. She's, you know, red hair, incredibly pale skin. She's outside in South Florida all the time. I give her astaxanthin because it prevents DNA damage and it prevents skin burn. So in a sense, we're sort of being proactive in terms of her longevity. Um, we're also being proactive in terms of inflammatory issues. Um, so for her at that age, that is appropriate. Taking nicotinamide or sirtuin activation and all that stuff is not appropriate. Um, as you get older, things start to fail. So real aging starts between 30 and 35. This is when people start noticing their lack of energy or this, that, and the other. So at the age of 35, uh, that that's when we really start protocols. Uh, you're not technically nicotinamide deficient usually until about 40, but other processes are falling apart. So we start with DNA repair mechanisms. We start with epigenetic modification. So, you know, green tea, sulforaphane, all those sorts of things. And then by the time you're 40, 45, then you get into the pterostilbene, the sirtuins, the, you know, uh, nicotinamide, you worry about glycation issues, all that sort of thing. And then, you know, if you're an athlete and as you get older, you're going to have more senescent cells. And then we start adding in all the anti-senolytics. Um, so it just depends on how old you are and what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about the anti-senolytics that you're, um, that you're, they're included in the protocols. Right. So there's only really two that are available at the moment. There's probably a dozen, that are being um, worked on, and I think there's two in clinical studies at this very moment. But a senescent cell, just for people that don't know, 
um, a normal cell is moving along, cruising along, uh, uh, sort of develops some DNA damage from something, whatever it is. The cell sort of perceives that and shuts down, uh, stops the cell cycle, and then tries to repair the damage. And if it can repair the damage, it goes back to being a normal, happy little cell. Um, and if it cannot, two things can happen. Either one, it can die. It's called apoptosis or cell suicide. Or alternatively, it becomes senescent. And some people call these zombie cells. I like to think of them as old grumpy man cells because they get kind of fat and they sort of lose shape <laughs> and they, they just exude nastiness. They're sort of just these grumpy old dudes. Um, and they put out something called the SASP, which is uh, basically an inflammatory um, system. And it just inflames all the cells around it. And then those cells get mucked up and then they become senescent. All right, one bad apple then becomes sort of a basket of bad apples. And you get the excretion of a whole lot of negative cytokinins that affects your inflammatory state sort of all over your body. So that being said, we want to sort of clean out some of these cells. So the only two that are available to us right now are over-the-counter. One is quercetin and one is fisetin. Quercetin comes mostly from onions and capers. Uh, if you just ate onions and capers, however, you would never get enough. You need it in massive quantities. Uh, and fisetin actually comes from strawberries. And again, you'd have to eat like a gazillion of them to have any effect. Um, so what I recommend usually is that people take a little bit of it every day and then every month or two take a decent bolus because you need high blood levels to sort of clear out your senescent cells. Um, there is another medication called denacetab that a lot of studies are with and it's sort of combined with quercetin and it's extremely effective except that it's a chemotherapy agent for CML um, and it's extremely hard to get because no one's going to give you chemotherapy for no apparent reason. Um, I've tried to do it on various occasions and been whiff successful, but not horribly successful. Um, so at the moment, the only ones available, again, are the quercetin and the fisetin. Um, the quercetin, not, not to sort of uh, keep going on this, but it's one of my favorite things, also is really cool because it blocks viral replication in cells. So if you happen to be on it and, oh, you, let's say you're in a viral pandemic, <clears throat> um, even if you were to get the virus in your cells, it's very unlikely that it can replicate a whole lot and cause a whole lot of damage. So it won't prevent you from getting COVID, but it can prevent some nastiness from if COVID. Uh, the other thing that quercetin is really cool about is it's a mast cell stabilizer. So it tends to block allergic issues. The the, the topic of, of senescent cells is is something that's that's new to me. I did an episode on it um, um, uh, months, months ago. But I'm now, I just, I see it everywhere. And it's just fascinating to me that, uh, what, 18%, by the time we're 65, 18% of our cells are, are, are senescent. Isn't that, isn't that, is that correct? It's hard to say. People have tried to make these random guesses. They're not equally distributed anywhere so it's kind of hard to say they they just end up in areas of pathology so example people that have chronic back pain they tend to be there if you have an old shoulder injury they tend to be there if you've had radiation in any area of your body for treating some sort of cancer that's where they're going to be so it's really hard to say but they do slowly accumulate and it becomes exponential as you get older fascinating uh I would love to talk uh, a little bit more, you know, as we kind of kind of round out the the, the back bit of the of the interview. And uh, I've enjoyed this so much. Um, I I'm so much more to learn, and I'm thinking about how my my folks especially can benefit from this knowledge and um, uh, and taking a look at the work that you do. Um, 
I, I'm curious about some some like stories of folks that have had either major turnarounds or um, just some testimonials. Like who who have you worked with? What, like if you could tell us a story or two about people who have either had serious issues that have turned it around or have you know have had a, a drastic change in their appearance um, in working with uh, the protocols. Um, let's see. I get emails almost daily from around the globe, and I don't know these people at all. But inevitably, it starts out with, uh, I am X number of years old. I discovered your protocol seven months ago. And then they list all of these amazing things. And, and honestly, I don't know who these people are. But, you know, I've lost 50 pounds. I have more energy. I, my vision is better. I fit in more clothes, blah, 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 blah. And, and it, it is, what usually happens is they start on the protocol, just the regular standard panacea protocol, it has been so amazing for them that they want to know what else they can do. So that is honestly a daily occurrence. Um, you know, I just, this amazing uh, organic farmer from Vermont called me last week, uh, 67-ish. And this is just a, a super amazing. Um, all I know is his name's Ed. And Ed is trying to figure out how to keep carbon or put more carbon back into the ground. And he thinks he has solved this and he's got all these government grants to do it. And his goal is to stay alive long enough to be able to teach people how to make the planet a better place. And I thought, oh my God, he's just such a better person than I am. So he was on the protocol and it was, <laughs> it was the same deal. He says, I've been on it for like four or five months. I've lost weight. I feel better, blah, 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 blah. And now I'm concerned with X, Y, Z. What do I do? And I was just so thrilled to help him because people believe it when they start it and they see amazing results. Um, and then they just want to keep getting better. Yeah. When, when you are working with folks like this, like, um, I mean, I'm sure that there are blood, you know, follow up blood work and hormone panels and stool tests and all sorts of things that you can do to like, you know, prove, prove the change. But I'm curious you know, for like, for like, for him, what, what, what was so different for him? Was it, did he have just more energy? Did he look younger? Did he feel younger? Like no more back pain? Um, yep. you know, all of yeah. those things, all of those things. He said that before he was very immobile and could, you know, had trouble getting on and off his tractor because now he's plays basketball with his grandkids and he can beat him up and down the court. Awesome. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? That's so, cool. And the other thing you have to know, I don't have clients. I don't really have them. You know, I don't have an office. So all of these people just email me all the time asking me questions. And so I don't really get a ton of follow-up. I just get sort of amazing stories pouring in from random strangers. I mean, literally all over the globe. People have called me from what, Australia and Tanzania and you know all over Europe. And it's just astounding. And what happens is whatever problem they started with is what gets better because that's what they notice. Right. Yeah. If, if vision is bothering them, they notice that it's better. If they're overweight, they notice that they've lost weight. If they were couch potatoes, now they have energy to do things. So people just, number one, revert to what they were feeling when they were 30, which is you still are. So you don't get it. Um, <laughs> but number two, whatever pathology they had just goes away. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean it doesn't get better than that, you know, to, to know that the, that the hard work that you've put in, uh, well, I, now, now I'm, I'm going to take a little detour here and go a little bit further because, uh, there's, there's, 
there's lots of different protocols and um, for people to decide which of the protocols is maybe best for them, like what, what, what action can they take right away? If they're like, Oh my God, this sounds amazing. This is the thing that I think I've been missing. Um, what, what, where do they start? What do they do? Okay. So there's, there's different ways for people to start and it really depends on how intrigued they are by the science or if they just want to be sort of told what to do. So, I, I wrote the book, it's called The Kaufman Protocol, and the first half of it is sort of hardcore science as to why your cells age. And I realize it's probably over most people's heads, um, but there's a lot of really bad jokes in it to sort of keep people going. Um, and the hardcore stuff is sort of separated in italics, and the middle prose is probably understandable by most people. And if people sort of give up halfway through one section, I li- it, it literally will say in the book, I know this is tough, just to skip to the next page. So um, <laughs> I understand that it's a little bit hard, but I want people that want to really know what's going on to be able to get it. Um, so that's the first half of the book. The second half is 15 top agents, and it goes through what they are, what it does in each of the 15 categories so that people can sort of know what they're doing, what they're taking, and why they might be taking it, and then everything is rated. The idea, of course, being that you don't have to take everything. You can tailor it to your own needs, right? So that is the book. There's also a website uh, that explains all of this in less detail, but it's, it's all still there. There are more agents on the website, and I'm currently working through book two, which will have another 30-some agents. So there will be a ton of choices for people. Um, for people that just want to be told what to do, I have an app since I don't have a clinic. Um, and you, you, know, you put your information in there. How avidly do you want to pursue this? How old are you? What are your medical issues? And it will spit out a protocol based on the algorithm that I wrote. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, and in the name of the app, it's the cow, everything. I'm so unoriginal. Everything is the Kaufman protocol. <laughs> no, you're just, you're just a strong brand. That's good. <laughs> it's not, not unoriginal. It's just easy to remember. I like it. Um, well, this is cool. Well, um, before, before we kind of take, take it home, um, what was there, is there a question that I didn't ask? Is there a part of your protocol protocol? Uh, is there an update or anything? It sounds like you're working on a new book, but um, like what, what topics, this is actually a much better question. What topics are you f- totally fascinated with right now that, that are maybe going to make their way into the second book? So, well, when I, when I wrote the first book and I have to be completely honest about this, I didn't think anyone would read it. I really didn't. Um, this was sort of like just a work of passion, um, which is why it has really bad jokes in it. Cause I thought they, you know, they're entertaining me. I don't know if they'll ever entertain anyone else. Um, as it turned out, this book has become sort of like this cult classic in the longevity world. And with zero advertising, because I don't have an agent, I don't have anything, I've probably sold about, I don't know, gosh, 10,000, 15,000 books, right? And people come to me at, at least to used to pre-COVID, at conventions or book signings, and these books were marked up crazy, you know, post-it notes and folded pages and coffee stains on them and 17 different highlight colors. So it dawned on me that people really, really, really want to know this stuff. And I was finally able to give them something that they could digest. So that was extremely amazing. Um, And at the time when I wrote it, you know, I really didn't want to bore everyone to death. So I picked what I thought were the top 15 agents. But since then, you know, a few years have passed. It's, um, It's amazing what's out there and it's amazing what people are discovering. 
Um, you could pick any agent in the world and find some corner of the planet that someone is dumping their life into discovering everything about that crazy agent from every corner of the world, right? So like the Mackay berry from South America or, or spermidine or just stuff from all over the planet. And it's just really amazing. So this is what the second book is going to be. All of these other agents that I've newly fallen in love with. And it's going to be organized by what body system they help the most. Because the other thing that people ask me is, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not aging, but I'm really worried about my brain. Or yeah, 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 what about osteoporosis? Or, you know, I really want to lose weight. So it'll be sectioned off so that people can sort of not only have the, the rating number to build a program, but they can also sort of aim their own protocol to whatever areas that they are worried about personally. So oh, that's, that's cool. sort of where we're going. The other thing that sort of changed in that period of time is we know a ton more about senescent cells. So that part will be bigger. Um, we know a ton more about a lot of areas. We know more about autophagy. Um, we, I'm working on spermidine right now, which is just really an amazing molecule. I like to think that it's sort of like creating a bubble wrap phenomenon around, phenomenon around our DNA to protect it from exogenous harm. I think that's insanely cool. So I'm working with some producers of spermidine to get some better information on that. So I'm hoping that the book will just be filled with more interesting, cool stuff that people can sort of digest and then you know help better their own protocols. That's very cool. Yeah, I just I just recently came across. I don't know who posted about it. Somebody posted about spermidine, and then um, I think you're right. There there are so many little things that little that people are using all over the planet. Uh, and and for me, it's fascinating because um, you know looking at traditional um, you know Chinese medicine herbalism, looking at you know really ancient cultures and the different herbs and roots and um, you know barks that they've used that, that have made their way into and, and been synthesized for uh, for pharmaceuticals over the, over the years like there's so much we don't know and the fact that you're you know you're out there finding it and figuring out how to optimize it for people in, in their health and longevity is just so cool I think it's fascinating um, so um, before I ask the last question, which is a fill in the blank question, could you please share with everybody where they can find you, where they can follow up the names of everything, everything's the Kaufman uh, protocol, but uh, where they can find you online too? Absolutely. So in terms of the website, it is kaufmanprotocol.com. Um, in terms of the book, if you go to Amazon, it is Kaufman protocol, uh, how we age and how to stop it. Uh, the app has the same name. Again, I'm not very creative. And then Instagram is Kaufman Anti-Aging. Um, and I don't post too much because I can't stand the whole like, oh, look at me, I'm standing in front of a tree kind of crap on Instagram. Um, I really just try to limit it to things that I am doing that I think people might be interested in or if I find something super cool, I want to put the information out there. So I'm not an over poster so I don't drive people nuts. <laughs> cool. I like it. Um, the, the last question is a fill in the blank, as I mentioned, and this can be just based on anything and everything, um, that, that, you know, which is obviously a, a vast, a vast array. If you would, uh, please, uh, fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing that longevity is real. It's not quackery and we can all make our lives significantly better. Awesome. Dr. Sandra Kaufman, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. 
This episode is brought to you by Natural Stacks, makers of 100% all-natural open-source supplements to help you live optimal. They are the makers of really three of my most favorite supplements. Uh, my favorite nootropic of all time, which is called NeuroFuel. It helps me focus. It helps me remember. It helps me get through these podcasts and, and podcast editing sessions. Uh, serotonin Brain Food, which is one of uh, the most effective I've, I've experienced supplements at, uh, increasing the feel goods, you know, if, um, if it's been a long day and, uh, instead of a glass of wine or, or some other, you know, alcohol or cannabis to kind of take the edge off a serotonin brain food helps your brain make more serotonin, a really fabulous product. One of their best sellers. I absolutely love it. And then also D3. Uh, they do a D3 with coconut oil, and we all know that we need more D3. We need more vitamin D in our bodies. Um, so go to naturalstacks.com and use the code OPP15 for 15% off your first online order. Um, really awesome products from an awesome company. All right, everybody, that's it for today. I cannot wait to deliver to you more solid content. I will see you on the internet. You can follow me on Instagram at McCormick. Send me a DM. Say what's up. I've really enjoyed connecting with, uh, with listeners. Um, thank you for uh, participating in the Virtual Biohacking Assistant. More on that, even, even more on that coming soon. I'll see you out there. Okay, bye.